Miracy. Once on the outskirts of a village, a holy man slept against a gnarled tree. As the sun rose over the forest, a man from the village ran to the sleeping man and shook him awake. The gem, the gem, where's the gem? I had a dream in which Lord Shiva told me to find a holy man at the edge of the forest who had a gem that would keep me wealthy for the rest of my days. The holy man reached into his bag and produced a diamond the size of a coconut. I suppose you mean this, he said. I found this on the path. Hi, I'm Lisa Bloom, the story coach, and you're listening to Once Upon a Business. In each episode, we explore a story, a fairy tale, folk tale, or traditional story, so that we can discover the amazing lessons relevant for business and for entrepreneurs. The villager took the diamond and ran back to his home. There he paced and paced through the day and all that night. Early the next morning, the villager went back to the gnarled tree. Please, he asked the holy man, placing the gem at his feet, share with me the wealth that allows you to give away the gem so easily. This is a story that I've heard in many different versions over the years. This particular version is from Healing Arts, edited by Alison Cox and David Albert. There's so much about this story that I love. The holy man is simple, sleeping in the forest against a gnarled tree. So many of the holy men of our times are elevated with wealth and comforts and seem far from the down-to-earth wisdom of the holy man in the story. In business, sometimes I feel that what is elevated and is holy is wealth and a version of success that is, for me, hard to stomach. I don't think that success should be defined by the possessions and comforts you accumulate. I love the idea that simplicity and being down to earth, literally in this story, is holy. I would suggest that as we explore our motivations and what we elevate in our own lives and businesses, we have a lot to learn. Perhaps the new holy in business is more about being socially conscious, environmentally accountable, and our ability to run sustainable and kind businesses. The man approaches the sleeping holy man in somewhat of a frenzy. He's driven by a powerful dream. It's really interesting that in the world of the story, the dream world is considered the real world. It occurs to me that often we ignore our dreams and the wisdom that they may contain. Yet as business owners and entrepreneurs, often it's the pursuit of our dreams that is the biggest driver. In the story, the pursuit of the gem of the man's dream is met by the holy man simply handing it over. The man takes the gem, returns home, but is not at peace. How many people in business can relate to this? We follow a dream in order to achieve what we think we want, often the gem, the riches, what we perceive as success. And then like the man in the story, we realize it's not what we really want. I remember working with a leader of a large organization He had all the trappings of success, the corner office, the great title, all the accolades that talked about his contribution to the industry. It was what he had aspired to for his entire career. And now that he had it all, he was unhappy. It took him many years and all this so-called success to realize that he'd done what everyone expected him to do his entire life 
but it wasn't what he wanted. And he had to start all over to find out what impact he truly wanted to make and what would make him happy at all. Similarly, I've met with many people who are doing meaningful work and yet don't find joy or fun in their lives. Sometimes we don't need to start all over, just make adjustments in our business or life in order to get to meaning and purpose, in order to figure out how we want to impact our clients and the world. I think it's hard to get to the depth of what we truly want. We come up with all kinds of things that seem important. Getting more clients, making more money, getting promoted. And in our private lives, we want to find a partner, buy a house, have a nice car, maybe some kids. And when we achieve all this, it often doesn't lead us to happiness. Because what we truly want, and this is both universal in that it applies to so many people, and also individual because it's not the same for everyone. But what we truly want is to find meaning, to be at peace and to experience happiness and joy. We want to have choice, an end to our struggles, not to have to worry. And yet none of the material things I said earlier can achieve this. It's so much about our state of mind, our beliefs and our sense of safety in the world. And this is what the man realized when he went back to the forest to find the holy man The gem was not going to give him what he truly needed. It was the ability to be so content in the world that worldly wealth had no value. Who doesn't want that? The holy man is quite passive in this story, at least until the moment that the man says, share with me the wealth that allows you to give away the gem so easily. I often wonder what came next. What did the holy man say? And I imagine the wonderful wisdom that he could share. And yet in this passivity, so much is being communicated. The ability to let go and to be unmoved by a symbol of wealth. It reminds me of the times I have held tight to an idea for my career, a dream I had of wealth, and was so unwilling to let it go that I entirely missed the point. I wanted to be promoted to my boss's role. I wanted to be the HR director of the company I worked for. And I was serving myself, my own desires, my own misguided belief around what would be valuable for me. What I missed was that the company was really toxic and the role was not at all what I wanted to be doing every day. The greatest lesson and most painful one was when I was fired from that job. At first I was angry and felt that a real injustice had taken place. Remember, I was aiming for a promotion. It took time and some maturity to realize that being fired was a gift. It was only when I was able to let go, in the way that the holy man released the gem, that I could find a new depth to my work. I discovered my passion for learning and development, got a job in a great company, and the experience there helped plant the seeds for what my business would become. And in a way, this relates to the idea of abundance, that we don't need to hold tight to every business idea or even every client. There's always more opportunity or an important lesson to learn, and there's always enough to share and enough for all to profit. Ultimately, the story teaches us that wealth is deeper than possessions. The holy man understood that true wealth is knowing with absolute certainty that all is well and that we always have what we need. With this knowing, why not give away the diamond to the person who asks for it after being guided by a dream? There will be another coconut-sized diamond when we need it. I'm Lisa Bloom, and you've been listening to Once Upon a Business. 
You can find out more about me at story-coach.com. That's story-coach.com. Once Upon a Business is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Just Between Coaches and Course Lab. This episode of Once Upon a Business was produced by Cynthia Lamb. Jeff Govertson assembled the episode. Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production was by Post Office Sound. To catch the episodes that are coming up on Once Upon a Business, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It really does help us out. Thank you. We'll see you next time.